Now let's talk some ULM football. Louisiana Monroe, the Warhawks, finished 4-8 a year ago, 2-6 and six in the Sun Belt. And let's talk to Terry Bowden now in his second season as the head coach at ULM. Coach Bowden, how are you? Doing great. Glad to be with you, Dave. Well, thanks for coming on. It's, it's fun, even though the Dukes will not play the Warhawks this year. Still fun to kind of get to know your program and your school. But, uh, you know, tell me about your decision to, to go – Go be the head coach of Louisiana Monroe. Um, what ultimately led to that decision for you? Well, I mean, well, you know, when I left Akron, of course, Akron, we had five great years at Akron, but I had a new contract, new new AD, bought out my contracts. Now you're 63 years old. What are you going to do? <laughs> now I've got two years left on the contract. So I said, I'll go be an analyst at Clemson. And that, Dabo was my brother's assistant there. So, And I, I said, that'll keep me in the hunt, thinking about what I might do. I'm at that. I'll be 65 pretty soon, but I want to coach. I'm excited about coaching. I've got the energy still. Or just still, people still want to hire a 65-year-old. Right. You know, you, that's the reality of it. But ULM had recruited me several years before, and they came back after me. And I said, Dad, gum, at my age and my experience, the teams that I've taken over that were down, this may be the perfect job. I mean, 1 in 10 is not nearly as exciting as 0 in 11. You know, if you're going to take one over, take a bad one. But it has been the perfect place because I've been around a lot of places. There's no reason ULM can't win, and we made the biggest turnaround last year in the conference, and uh, we're in a great recruiting area. And so I see nothing but a bright future for ULM right now. You know – as as you you've mentioned your age a few times and is somebody going to hire a sixty five yeah. year old? But what what keeps you going? Well, you know, I, I, one I've got I still got a lot of energy and I love the game. I've got the blood boiling in my in my in my veins and I think a lot because after Auburn I was forty two and I'd had already had fifteen years as a head coach at mm-hmm. forty two years old. I got to work for ABC New York and did ten years of broadcasting. And I was in football, but I wasn't in the stress of football. Right. And I really think as I look back, I got that fire again, and I'm not burned out. I mean, Tommy retired at 55. My brother Jeff retired at 58. My dad stayed on to his 81. I don't <laughs> want to go that far, you know. <laughs> that was my next uh, question. Not going to go that far, but I still have that burning desire to build a football program, and I still think I have something to offer. And there's something my dad always said, and I think it applies to me and so many older coaches. There comes a point in time where you see the impact. You actually understand the impact you can make. And once you lose your platform, yeah. it's over with. And so, you know, we got to win, got to win, got to build. But I think we still have a great opportunity to change young men's lives. You know, when you were an analyst for 10 years and you were talking about the stress of college football right. but impacting those lives, is right. that what you miss the most? Yeah, I, th- I think I think the network television, of course, I got the best. I mean, I got to work in New York City and Times Square with yep. John Saunders doing major network television, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, you can talk to millions and you really touch no one in that. You don't really get to where you're touching and being near and relating to someone. And then, as you know, if you have a production crew, you see them about 15 times a year and then you say goodbye for six months. And you, right. So you're not even close to your own team that's your team. That's true. And so I really lost that, 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 that relationship that you have with your staff. And then 120 guys, I've said this many times, and uh, I was a GA for Nick, Nick Saban back at West Virginia. I get 120 guys just like him to kneel in front of me every day, and I can relate to them. Yeah. So I have just as great opportunities like anybody else. Yeah, no question. We're talking with Terry Bowden, the second-year head coach now at Louisiana Monroe. And, Coach, tell me about this, this team. Again, you've got a lot mm-hmm. of guys back. Um, talk about the improvement, kind of the buy-in that they had in mm-hmm. year one for you. Did, was, it, was it pretty seamless? I mean, I think there's always going to be some guys that, that don't quite buy in. But, we, I mean, I've done this before, and, I, and you have to really work on morale. You've got to be energetic. You've got to be positive. You've got to have 
done it before, kind of. So they have to believe in what is out there that they haven't done because you haven't showed them you can win yet. Then when you get a right. couple of wins, it goes well. But they bought in. We got some good turnaround. We got a bunch of guys back. And we got a division, unlike JM that's in the toughest division, <laughs> we got a division where everything's kind of we got a returning champion, but they've got a new coach. So right. I think there's a lot more of excitement about who can be the next new team up in our division. Uh, and so – I think they bought in, and I think we're going to be a much better football team. And I do see us contending for the conference championship this year. I mean, there, I mean, it does feel like it's kind of wide open this year again. Louisiana in our in our side, it is. I mean, yeah. Louisiana Lafayette, make no question, they they are the deserving conference champion. Anytime you get a new coach, though, it just, they had a bunch of guys went with him, and all those mm-hmm. things. They say, okay, maybe it won't. They'll have to. They'll have to get their act together some. And so that's not a knack. That's just it gives us something to tell our kids and Absolutely. keep us positive. And I think everybody is either one or two year head coach that's building a team that was a losing team, not taking over a winning team. Absolutely. We're talking with Terry Bowden, the head coach at ULM. Is again they uh, will open up at Texas on September the third. They do not play JMU this year. That's a team they they won't play a team. Mm-hmm. Um, from the East, they won't play JMU. But, you know, talk about – you had some really good wins last year, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, you beat Troy, you beat South Alabama. You got a good win over Liberty last mm-hmm. year. So uh, you had a tough stretch to end the season, but you played some really good teams down the stretch. Well, what we did, we won close ball games. We got the kids believing, and then we – you know, Jackson State, that's the only regular season team they <laughs> lost. And we right. beat them with – like five field goals, uh, so we won close ball games. What happened? We're, we're we're four and three, or what happened in the last games? Well, we played exactly the same. We just didn't make the last play. Mm-hmm. We beat Texas State or Arkansas State, and they're having tough seasons. We play almost exactly one score games. Yeah, we we, we play exactly yeah. like South Alabama, exactly like Troy, but they make the last play, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you got a few more injuries, and so all of a sudden your depth doesn't happen. You can't play every game down the wire and win them all. If you're if you're a toss up game, you're not. You'll be lucky to win half. I'm not a smart enough coach to win all my toss-up <laughs> games. I'm going to win a, hopefully one more than I lose, but that's kind of the way that was. So, again, uh, it could have happened, but I'm not sure you can play games to the wire every week and, yeah. expe- and, and blame the last of the season or anything but for the fact that we didn't win a close game because they played, made the last play. When you got in there, was, mm-hmm. was, is, I'm guessing it's still an issue, but depth, is that something that you've got to build with this team? I think it's going to be always a problem with the portal transfer and not knowing how to manage your roster. I think depth is always a bit of concern. It's a whole new ball game now, to be honest with you. I lost three starters after spring ball to Power 5 teams, and they probably won't start. You know, But that's the reality. J.M., you lost a great Absolutely. linebacker to right was, was it team, right? To Texas. Texas. We'll play against him. I hate to say it. I wish he was at JMU because we don't play him. <laughs> we have to play the guy over there. Uh, but, yeah, I think, I think depth is always something. I think every coach in America right now, and I have 27 years as a head coach, and I grew up on the bre- at the breakfast table of a guy that was a head coach all my life, we're uncertain about how to build our, our, our rosters, how to manage yeah. this thing. How do we build depth? Do we sign, sign a big, tall guy and develop him? Because in two years, the Power Fives are going to want the big, tall guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, so you have to really figure out how to figure this thing out and do it. But every one of us is going to win if we can establish depth and better than anybody else in our conference. We can't solve it all. Let's just solve it better than those other teams in the Sun Belt. Yeah. You know? And it's, it's crazy because, mm-hmm. obviously, you being out of it for a while, but the, right. the transfer portal – it's changed everything, hasn't it? Well, it really yeah, it's a different different dynamic. I think I, I, I was starting football they had no limits. I mean, Pitt signed 97 players when Tony Dorsett played there. You know, I've been around for a while. <laughs> but it's gone down and up and down. But the portal transfer doesn't give us any history 
to know what to do in January, what to do in February. Right. What are we doing in the summer? When do we commit? When do we sign? How many do we sign? How many high school guys do we sign? It's all new territory that we're trying to figure out. And, again, I said it earlier, we just got to do a better job figuring it out or a quicker job than the rest of the guys in this conference. You know, tell me about your offense a little bit. Mm-hmm. I know at times you struggled uh, to mm-hmm. move the football. Right. But how about that side of the football? How do you feel going into this year? I, I really feel good because we have some good talent. We have a, a bunch of starters back. Mm-hmm. we got a dynamic quarterback, best running back, wide receiver, tight end, three or five linemen. And, again, we, we've got the right people. We have a different coordinator, a different play caller, so it will be run differently. Uh, but it will be run with a lot more experienced people. But I think the difference will be the quality, uh, the talent level, not the quality. We had a wonderful quarterback as far as a, the cerebral part of the game. But we have a quarterback that can throw deep, throw short, run fast, and mix things up. And he's calm. And we have a backup as good or better than him. So you might see two. It all starts with the quarterback. Yeah. Nothing else matters if you don't have that guy. So I think we're going to pull the trigger with a guy that can play. And I think we've got a coach, Matt Kubik, my new coordinator. He had four years at ULM where they had a great offense. We didn't win ball games overall because of this quality of our defense, but he had great offenses in our conference. Now go to the other side of the ball. Vic Koenig is my new defensive coordinator. Two great stints at Troy, successful in this conference. He was my brother's coordinator at Clemson. Will Big Time, West Virginia coordinator. Uh, Kansas State coordinator. He is a veteran that knows how to put them together. So if we take – you know, the key is, is, is to have some depth and then put your kids in the best position to be successful and then maybe more importantly make immediate on-the-field adjustments. Sure. And that comes with experience. And I think our two coordinators give us a chance to be better. Was, gonna, was that big for you to get the right people in those spots? Yeah, I mean, I mean, for me, I mean, I mean, I think once I hired Rich Rodriguez, and he worked for my brother. I've known Rich all our life. We're both from West Virginia. We've known each other a long time. You pretty much turn that offense over. You don't. You step back, and and there sure. were and there were things that he did, and that that that, that was his style. And so I'm going to be able to incorporate my style with Matt Kubik. So I, I like what we're doing now, and I like – I think you've got to mix it up. But I'm really pleased. I coached – even when I was at Akron for seven years, and we played James Madison up there once, uh, um, up there when we played James, James Madison. Even then – in fact, I played sa- – at Sanford, we played James Madison <laughs> in the playoffs way back before a lot of these players were born. Uh, we played James Madison – uh, now I forgot what I was saying. What were, what were we talking about? I got myself <laughs> down the road talking about everything. Just having the right coordinators in, in place. The, yeah, the, we got we got a, we got the right coordinators in place. I think uh, Vic Coning can run a defense. And yeah. oh, I know what I was really talking. The, the on-the-field adjustments are so important. Right. That's where they're really good. They've got a history of being there and doing that a long time. And I like the what I saw in the spring and their ability to adapt and adjust. I think that's going to be important to winning games in the fourth quarter. And you've got, you've got your top three backs back. Yeah. Um, you've got Boogie Knight back at receiver plus some other guys as well. Every one. So that, that's nice, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, we, we, have, we have really good depth at every position but offensive line. You know, you can get by if you say, if I've got eight guys, you know, two centers, three guards, three tackles. I, it, I can get by, and unfortunately, that's where we are. I don't say we don't have twelve or fifteen out there, sure. But I've identified about eight that can go out there and play solid it. football. Yeah. That means you can't have injuries. So we're still short there. Defensively, we got a lot of replacements. 
But I do think Vic Coning, because of his experience on defense, will do a lot of different things to use, utilize his safeties if they're good blitzers, his corners or his outside backers. He does a great job of utilizing his talent. So I think he'll be able to put the pieces in the right place to be successful. Gave up 452 a year ago. Yeah. Do you expect that defense to be a lot better? Yeah, I, I think it'll be a lot. I think both sides of the ball will be a lot better. Yeah. I think we were limited on offense. Uh, we just found a way to win a game. You know, when you look at our stats, we were terrible, really, statistically. <laughs> but we won ball games. You did. Which Absolutely. means, you, well, and the first thing you learn as a coach, if you're going to last in this bit, you better win close ball games. You better play, understand what you can and can't do. And when you're turning around a program that was 0-10 – Go out there and don't – we led the nation, I think, in lack of penalties. We won almost every game in turnovers. And when we lost the door battle, we lost the game probably. Mm -hmm. And so those are the things you have to do. And I think a lot of people aren't mentioning this. We have our kicker returning, our punter returning, our long snapper returning, our holder returning, and our long and our and our return man. Every single guy is returning, and that can be critical in a close ball game. No Muff a snap, uh, fumble a punt, bobble a kick, all those things. You got to hope with a veteran there won't happen. Yeah, no question. Only forty-five penalties. You mentioned that. Yeah. A, a very disciplined team. That's not my name. <laughs> you know, my dad's Florida. When he was real good at Florida State, if you remember, they'd have the best defense in the country, worst penalties in America. <laughs> yes. I figured out if you're the best talented team and you get ahead of people a lot the officials are going to penalize you twice as much anyway just because you're so tough and so we're not that good when you're a turnaround program you can't have penalties That's right. when you're a, a stud program just knock them you know penalties don't matter at all and i've, I've done enough studying to see that <laughs> what do you think of the new league with the additions and um, everything like this let me say first and it, it, uh, i mean uh, kurt signetti Kurt's dad, Frank, was my dad's offensive coordinator at West Virginia, the first offensive coordinator I ever knew. When I started playing there, he was the offensive coordinator. My last three years, he was my head coach. I've known Kurt and Frankie since they were little. Have you really? (laughs) I've known them since they were little. But they are coaches' kids, and their dad was a fabulous coach. He did a great job at, at, as a coordinator for my dad at IUP. And yeah. Kurt, so he's a chip off the old block. He reminds me of his father. Does great he? family. He's a great football coach. And, and I, I hope we play each other because I hope we're in the conference championship. And I hope we <laughs> play sooner than later. Uh, <laughs> but I think that you've got a great head coach. And, and, uh, um, and I think JMU because – and I, I, coached, I coached against him when I was at Sanford, and I coached against him when I was at Akron. They were one of the best one double A teams in the country, and they come into this conference. And I, budget wise, probably in the top third of the conference. Mm-hmm. They come in understanding the commitment to football, uh, and they have the ability to do that. Uh, and they've got a great head coach, and so right there, they're immediately going to be a factor in this conference. I'll say that about JMU. Uh, I wouldn't talk so good if they weren't way up there. We're way down <laughs> here, and I won't be recruiting against them too much. And don't play this year against them. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. I'll, I'll play against their linebacker, though. I know that yes, much. You will. Unfortunately, you <laughs> Unfortunately. will. Unfortunately. <laughs> Coach, it's great to meet you. Best of luck this year. Thank you, Dave. Appreciate, Appreciate it. it. Bye-bye.